I love you. The DC Cinematic Universe. Or Extended Universe. No greater pile of shit in this world. Oh, man. And it all culminates four years ago in 2017 with the yeah. Justice League. Note uh-huh. the emphasis on Joss, the Justice League. Yeah. Uh, that was Joss Whedon's weird, nonsensical cut of a finished film, as we have now discovered, because Zack Snyder had four fucking hours of footage, and he released it. There was some stuff that he shot later, wasn't there? Because there's some shots with him in, in, the ma- in a mask. Uh, Zack? Are you talking Zack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think he, I think he did some uh, reshoots last year. But I'm not. I don't think it was a lot. Like it was just a, just to cover up a few scenes that he hadn't gotten. Perhaps, yeah. But here we are. Here we are. I am uh, the Green Traveler from Gorsh, and I am the Faceless Leon. Uh, You know, maybe we should start our own like superhero group. Uh, We got, you know, I bet we could get Ronvald the Scald in there. Hell yeah, uh, yeah, and. I don't know, you know, I'm sure there's other people that would be interested. I always liked I always liked League of better. Yeah. Whatever we decide, just like League of Superheroes. Right. Or... League of of Couch sur- Surfers. That's right. But, Ooh. Yeah. The League, League of, of the Couch, couch Surfers. surfers. <laughs> Here we come oh, to shit. save the day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, today we're talking the Justice League, the Snyder Cut in particular. We're starting a DC playlist technically today, I guess. But oh, we're yeah. doing it in reverse on accident <laughs> because the Snyder Cut was released. And, you know, someday we will do, you know, I, I'd like to do all the live action DC movies starting, you know, way back in the Timber yeah. days. I mean, even way, way back in the Christopher yeah, Reeve do... Superman days, even. Yeah, let's do, um, shit, forgot the TV Batman's name. Adam West, let's do his movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we could do that. I'm sure there was even others before them, too. Like, I bet there oh, was. Maybe, I know, yeah. I know Christopher Reeve wasn't the first Superman, so I think there was another one. Oh, really? But, yeah, but uh, we're starting at the end. We're doing the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, and someday we will talk the Joss Whedon Cut. Well, I mean, we'll give history today, but we'll talk that yeah. film by itself and grade it and all that fun chat right. later. I I did I did watch that movie for this review so that I could have mm-hmm. some good compare and contrast in my mind. Uh, we'll see how, how, how good that is does yeah i did not i that is okay i think we kind of prepared different uh, types and amounts of research that was kind of my main research was the compare and contrast kind of thing i also read that flash article you sent that was bizarre and (laughs) yeah uh, and uh it looked like you were doing some other research and stuff and you just know more about the world than i do the universe so i I just kind of felt like that could be your side of things, and I'll, I'll, I have more detail, at least memorized or remembered. Yeah. That is that uh, <laughs> the the comparison. Yeah, let's let's actually start with our, uh, you know, when it comes to the comic book world. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I read comic books, I read mostly DC comics. Uh, I I just I love their stories better. They're darker. Their mm-hmm. characters feel more realistic. There's so much optimism and hope in the Marvel universe, which is good. It, it makes it very entertaining. I mean, there's also a lot of despair, and of course, and you know, chaos and beautiful mayhem. But 
I don't know. The, the, the DC comics just grab me more. I like their characters a That's lot more. That's totally fair. I My main draw to Marvel was always the X-Men. X-Men is definitely right. the, the, the comic book series that I've read the most of. And it's mostly those classic stories that I read. I, I started collecting those essential books that they sold when we were younger you got the big guys run too the 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 main guy who like shaped the x-men right uh i don't remember names unfortunately but i think you're talking about with the the whole gene gray storyline with yeah. uh, the dark phoenix i do have that it's in black and white but i it, it's in this makes it more fixed awesome. tone yeah i like it that um that way i mean i would like to see it in color too but I know what the colors are supposed to look like. I, I have an imagination. <laughs> yeah. At least at least you didn't color it in yourself. <laughs> oh geez. Oh my god, yeah. Make it worthless. Though it is about worthless because I've read it so many times that the bindings yeah. all wear out. <laughs> I've only really read Spider Man and I feel like the X Men are the other Marvel comic that I would love, but I just they're so expensive and it's hard to yeah. find the ones I want to read. It is hard to find. But when it when it comes to the movie universe, it's the complete opposite. Marvel has me right. absolutely riveted. I love the universe they've built. They did it the perfect way. There's so much intrigue throughout every single film because you know it's setting up something new in the universe. Or maybe it's just taking a nice kickback and, you know, just following Ant-Man for a while. Right. It, which yeah. in itself does, I guess, bring in the quantum universe. So scratch that. It does set something new up in the universe. <laughs> but with DC Comics, their film series, since Man of Steel... I just don't get it. It's it's just it's mayhem. It is just so broken and they're yeah. trying to do better. They're really trying to do yeah. better. And with their last few movies like from Wonder Woman on with the exclusion of Wonder Woman 90, 1984, they've been doing great. Although I yeah. do also I guess find Aquaman to be a bit schlocky, but yeah, Aquaman wasn't the greatest, but Shazam, that Shazam movie was pretty solid. Like it was yeah. it was definitely written to be family friendly that one, and that makes sense. I mean, it's a kid yeah. superhero. I did forget Birds of Prey. I don't I don't really like Birds of Prey. I enjoyed Birds of Prey. I think Margot Robbie's uh performance is a big part of that. She's pretty good in the role. The problem is I don't remember I guess I say I don't like it, but that's not true. It's just I don't remember it at all. Sure. Because sure. I don't I don't remember hating it walking away. I think I remembered that I enjoyed myself but thought it was kind of meh. Right. But I really well, just all of it is sapped away. I just remember Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor was there for a little bit, I think. Oh, that's right. He wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so I, I, I do remember generally what happens, but it's really told from harley quinn's perspective and yeah. that's kind of weird that they just by the title of it because it is the birds of prey and the emancipation of one harley quinn i think yeah that is what the title is so it is kind of weird that it's all from her perspective and maybe and also like i i thought that the other uh, actors did a good job dude oh yeah i love their black canary yeah i thought she was cool their script wise i felt like they just were so unfocused on that there it was forgettable in the end yeah so yeah it, it and... definitely has its pros and cons but margot robbie is hilarious as and just a good pick i think for yeah the character yeah she is a fairly solid harley quinn she's made that yeah. role her own really well for sure 
and and in a way that's loyal to the comics so it's like she's done yeah. she's done amazing work with it and i am excited for the suicide squad too they just dropped the trailer there was an actor in it i didn't realize was in the movie that was in the trailer which i don't really mind spoilers uh sure you know if i if i see one spoiler or a few you know small tiny details i'll overlook it i'm okay with that but what i don't like are big story plots that are spoiled and yeah. there was one fairly it's just a glimpse you just see something tiny for a little while and i'm like yep there's the act the third act like yeah they just showed it and i'm like damn it now i know what the freaking story is basically from those two elements alone but that said i'm still excited for the suicide squad Good. but uh let's let's get into it back in 2017 the justice league happened the justice league it happened what were your thoughts walking out of the theaters of justice league I remember, I think we saw it together, right? Very, yeah, we did. I think, yeah, the whole Adventures in Valagorn crew that uh, went together, actually. Um, it, if you guys didn't know, we are involved in Fiction Work 19's other show, The Adventures in Valagorn, under our uh, pseudonyms, Blake Christ as myself and uh, Greg Callahan. Uh <laughs> Those aren't our real names. Those aren't our real Those aren't your names anyway. I hope he listens. That is a total insight. Okay. Uh, anyways. Yeah, I remember not enjoying it coming out of the theaters. I Like, it was a superhero movie, you know? But, like, Marvel had done it better. And, the, like, their second one, I would say, was not as good. But that first Avenger movie where they built it up and put it out, and that's what DC Warner Brothers was trying to emulate, it just it just did not follow through to the same extent as, as Marvel did. Another thing that I took away from the theater experience was that they really didn't focus on any of the characters very well, except right. for Batman. And they had some some focus with Wonder Woman, but it was kind of weird. Got some pretty great picks for the roles. Uh, Ezra Miller uh, as as Flash, uh, Barry Allen, that is. And Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry as Aquaman, Ray Frischer, Victor Stone, Cyborg. They all had a great lot of potential, but none of them were really focused on. Now, no. I can't recall... I can't recall. Was there any role of Jason Momoa in the other movies before this? I believe he was briefly mentioned and there was like a, a, a scene of him underwater right. in Batman v Superman. I, I think it's just because he was so well known that this time around when I watched it, it just like, like it felt like I Bruce already knew when they are meeting in that small town uh by yeah. by the river that's blocked by ice it just seemed like batman should have already known which one of them was arthur curry but i guess it was his first reveal uh it, it, maybe that was just because of the trailers that i, I felt like he was already an established yeah. character did he not this is three justice? years ago four years ago uh no he 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 walked into the room and he's talking to uh Arthur at the time is pretending like he is the translator yeah. character for the leader of uh, this this town. And so he's talking through him. But at some point, he does realize that it is him. 
that he's yeah. ta- that he's trying to talk to. He's trying to get in touch with Aquaman, who is just a rumored legend at this point. And in this in the Joss the Justice League, I'm, I'm kind of getting into my comparison. Let's let let me step back a little bit. I'll get back into that later. I want to know because you asked me what my opinion oh, of yeah, was. Yeah. I want to know what your opinion was. I was gonna say I think that that scene with Batman and Aquaman, I do believe that's one of the heavily reshot scenes because there's a lot of Joss's weird, very subpar humor that's kind of just juvenile, yeah. juvenile humor that's just tossed in there. And I, I don't know. That's that was my overall thought walking away from the theaters was there was so much weird humor that like they they were trying so hard to make the universe lighter to make it more right. happy you know it's like we got we got to you know have all these like jokes yeah. in there and everything make it more make it more lighthearted i though and to to just real quick jump in on there on that was when i did first start watching the justice league again i don't know who coined that was that I, I oh I, like it was the internet somewhere it yeah. was the internet somewhere okay well thank you very much it was it's brilliant um but yeah. anyway jo- in justice league i i I did when I first started watching. I was like, you know what? I wish some of this humor made it in there. There are some pretty good bits, especially I yeah. feel like on on Barry's part, which you know Barry is a funny character. I feel like just not that brunch. There's that. There's like there's one scene with Barry and Batman in the Justice League version where he goes on about brunch for like two minutes, right? Where he right. just keeps talking about it, and it's just like yeah. this isn't funny. It's just no, it's stupid. Not that like, funny. but there's this one bit where he's at the prison to visit his father, and this big lug of a man behind him is like, "Hey, watch where you're going," or something stupid and toxic like that. And um, <laughs> anyhow, Barry like has a permanent marker in his hand for the form that he's signing, and he just quick speeds like draws like a mustache and like big huge glasses. <laughs> and like all this these little doodles on this big bald guy's head and it's hilarious and like you know it, it it's it's not there one second there the next and he's trying not to laugh and he's like are you starting to laugh at me and he's like no no not at all and then he turns around writes his his thing down and then the guy comes up next in line and the guy doing the form says all right that was prescription <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's just funny to me because i've worn glasses my whole life but um, no yeah I, I mean i guess that is a good a good joke there i guess there might be some good good yeah, gems there's some good ones i mean joss but... is joss is a funny guy like i've liked a lot of his work in the past but it's just since avengers 2 it i don't know there's just so much that yeah i just I, I don't know it feels like he's lost his maybe i don't know and obviously there's some other controversy going on with this particular yeah. film but yeah let's talk that because uh back when Zack snyder filmed the justice league uh he got you know all four hours of this recorded he you know he added so much footage to use from he had the whole story here right. um, and of course there were some reshoots that were needed but during post-production he had a family tragedy. Yeah, very sad. And to grieve over that, he had to leave the shoot. And he just couldn't complete the project. And so the, the studio brought in Joss Whedon. And, and the studio had seen Zach's cut of it, and they didn't like it. I'm, pretty, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you said Josh Sweden. 
<laughs> like our yeah. joke <laughs> Josh <from> Sweden. Last. <laughs> oh shit. But like but the studio had seen Zach's cut of it and they just didn't like it. And so they were you know, they wanted more they needed they wanted it cut down to like two hours or under two hours. They wanted more Which, humor. I get that. I mean it was it's a long get, fucking movie. Yeah, they they really should have and, and back then they didn't have that viewpoint on streaming like we do now because right. of covid but back then they really should have just been like this could work as a small mini series if we put out right you know two two parts a day or whatever we can make a four episode mini series and that's basically what zach ended up doing yeah i like those part those part points yeah it, was, it helped because yeah no i don't think anybody just sat through the whole fucking thing i think everybody was just like yeah. i'm taking a break now <laughs> i'll come I back to it tomorrow. I, i'm i'm pretty sure there are one or two people at least that that set up oh, until yeah. midnight when it when it landed in there and they're like start and just set <laughs> through the red four Bull. hours yeah with red bull shit yeah probably but when joss whedon came in you know he barely used any of Zack snyder's footage you know i think maybe 30 percent of his footage he changed composers even so it's like yeah. the original composer was tom hulkenberg he had completed a score he had a fully completed soundtrack for the film that's and then really they just shitty. bring in they just bring in Danny Elfman because nobody lightens up the room like Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like I I can't say that even on this rewatch that I really recall if I liked the Danny Elfman stuff or not. I mean, I typically am pretty good with it, like but you like yeah. you said, it <clears throat> lightens up the room. I remembered it stayed more loyal to character themes. Because the one thing in Zack's version that I really hated was whenever they did the big epic moments with Wonder Woman, they used like a very Amaz- you know an Amazonian chant kind of soundtrack, and it was cool, but it didn't really fit the action at all. Right. Whereas right. whereas her character theme back in Batman v Superman, you know the the epic like yeah, yeah, yeah i love that i listen to it all the time and I, I still can't get the tune right yeah that fits Zack snyder's action so well and yet this version's like you know the the hulkenberg soundtrack i i don't know if actually if Zack snyder used tom hulkenberg's score for the snyder cut I it definitely i'm pretty sure it was different than the yeah the joss well part. yeah yeah i think elfman's i remember the wonder woman scenes having her theme in the background right right but the big the big change to the joss version was ray fisher as cyborg as we found out because i don't know if it was last year two years ago ray fisher came forth with some uh, accusations against joss whedon and uh dc so ray fisher said that joss whedon's onset treatment this is a quote whedon's onset treatment of cast and crew was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. He he even mentioned that many characters had reduced roles. Yeah, but he didn't mention in what he never mentioned in what way. And then uh, Zack Snyder finally released his cut, and you find out that Cyborg is like central to the plot. Yes, and you know when I that was the one one of the big notes I had about the Josh Justice League when when we came back out of the theater when we saw it was like okay you're dealing with the new gods here i was always under the impression that cyborg's character like i said i don't read dc very much but i was always under the impression that his character was largely tied into their technology and you know that is a part of the story but he's not a leading element 
in the no. Justice League story at all. No, he's just he's just there, and he you know he can just do some cool things with gadgets that helps. Yeah, yeah, and and, and oh my god, he is so much more fleshed out in the Snyder Cut. It's it's awesome. I don't even I don't even think in the Whedon verse, and I, I don't know if you'll be able to correct me, but I'm I'm not sure. There's a scene in the trailer and in the Snyder Cut where Cyborg goes into one of Batman's vehicles and takes over control, and he's just like, "Don't worry, Alfred, I've got this." And Alfred's yeah. just like, "Who are you? Who are you?" Because Alfred's yeah. never met Cyborg at that point. And it's hilarious. That but I don't happen. think that's in. I don't think it's in the Joss version, is it? It it, it did happen. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, but it was like... different. It was different because what was different about it, which is really weird to me. Okay, this is something that is really weird to me. Is for that part for that crawler that was crawling around in mm. the Snyder cut. I think that's the first instance you really know that Alfred is controlling it. There's like two little <laughs> snippet scenes in Josh Justice League. I have to say it twice each time to make sure I'm saying it right. There's two little <laughs> snippet scenes that show you that he's the one doing it. Like like Bruce says, "All right, Alfred, go into RC mode" or something like that. And he's like taking control now, Master Wayne or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird that. Jeremy Irons was in this movie more than <laughs> Ray Fisher, whose story is so integral to the, what they were trying to set right. up. It's crazy. And like, and Joss replaces a lot of Victor's storyline with this, like, it, with a third act uh, subplot of this Russian family that's just in the same area as the the Parademons yeah. and Steppenwolf. Yeah. That, and it's oh, like, man, that was so unnecessary. Right? He cut all of this beautifully already built, filmed, packaged yeah. story of Cyborg and replaced it with a, a Russian family. Like, why? Yeah. We needed What's it needed point? more white people, apparently. I don't know. Apparently. Well, he also got rid of uh, Victor's parents. Like, neither yeah. of them. I mean, Victor, Victor's C- Cyrus, dad is in it. Yeah, Cyrus Stone, Dr. Cyrus Stone is in it. But he, I don't know if he's a con- actual comic book character, but in the movie, he is the reason why cyborg ends up the way he is that's what i'll say about it i guess half of the reason he's half of the reason and they totally drop the mother character and the the tragic scenes between victor and his mom before the incident and yeah that is some some bullshit i mean that that was some good stuff and there's also some a lot of scenes in between his father and himself that they cut too and um some other stuff that we'll talk about behind the wall uh, i'm sure we'll get to a wall today because yeah i'm sure there's a lot of stuff soon and you know with with all of this with all of uh whedon's cutting and his ad uh of scenes and characters and his attitude on set one thing that really makes me sad though is he has also mentioned that the producers john berg and jeff johns also protected whedon from backlash and you know they're they protected his behavior and all that kind of stuff and it makes me sad because I do like Jeff Johns. Yeah. You know, I've liked his writing at least. But if he, you know, protected that kind of behavior in any way, it's just like, that's not acceptable, man. That's like, not okay. <laughs> like, you can make, you can make, okay, everybody is in the room together to make art together. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I know that they put, like, that power in the director's hand to get the job done. But that does not mean that 
they have to be assholes about it in no way shape or form there's plenty of directors out there that get the job done and everybody's happy and had fun at the end of the day like what's the point of it otherwise i I know you know some people are like art is pain and yes sure (laughs) but you don't have to you don't have to hurt your collaborators to to make your art exactly it's a stressful job you know i've worked on sets before and i've seen you know it gets it it builds on you you get really tired and you get really stressed and you're all together in a hot set all day and you're just like this fucking sucks and you're all you know sweating everywhere and you're like damn i just can't wait for the wrap (laughs) right but at the same time you're all respecting each other and we're still working together exactly yeah you don't start yelling at people yeah and at the end of the day your job which you get paid very well for is <laughs> well, to did. make permit. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> the, pe- the positions that we've worked have, have not been that well paid. Hell I've performed. I think every time I've been free. On, in, yeah, it's been for free, <laughs> but that's oh, fine. Oh, sorry for name recognition later when it's produced. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. That's how they get you. Uh, student, student work. Anyhow, yeah, you're there to play pretend and yeah. with each other and you're grown ass adults. That's amazing. Like, right. you know, like obviously, yes, things get stressful and you're you got time limits and all that shit. But dear God, movies are supposed to be fun, even when they're sad yeah. and heartbreaking. Like you should be having a good time doing it because yeah otherwise i don't know i don't know that it would be worth it no because then it's just another job yeah then it's just (laughs) another job exactly like it and you know you could go to another job be treated better but not enjoyed as much as what you're doing so why not just go go to the set enjoy yourself with these talented people around you and get the job done like you don't yeah you don't have to treat people poorly or cut their rules completely there's only one man who's allowed to be irate on set and that's christian bale because the content that comes from it is absolute gold i still listen to that if i'm like if i'm feeling down in the dumps you know i'm just like man i'm really depressed today i'll turn on christian bale yelling at that cinematographer on terminator salvation oh my god and just listen to all of it because it just makes me smile it's like well you know what my day might not be great but i'm not getting dressed down by christian bale (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man oh, i highly man. highly recommend to everybody go out there and look it up the christian bale rant it's it's, oh, it's no. cool we're it's absolute get, gold we're gonna get we're gonna get uh comments from christian bale now Dude, he, like, you're welcome on the show i absolutely you are welcome <laughs> on the show you could even dress us down on the show go gordon ramsay on our ass so yeah we'll talk much more about cyborg because like he was really cool in the Snyder Cut. Yeah, uh, there was some great stuff in in there. Um, I think the only thing else before we get really to the the wall is the other big, very famous difference between the Justice League and the Snyder Cut is Henry Cavill's upper lip, because <laughs> <laughs> because everybody knows about Mustache Gate. It was huge. It was huge. Um, Joss Whedon is doing Joss Whedon or Josh Sweden. 
whichever one we want to call whichever him. you want he is yeah. <laughs> he is uh for whatever reason he's given a finished product told to cut it down and make it lighthearted. and i guess he couldn't make any of it lighthearted because he had to reshoot everything and when he when he was doing those reshoots henry cavill was on contract with mission impossible fallout and yep. in that role because they had already filmed a lot of footage as well but in that role his character is supposed to have a mustache and the producers there said hey it's fine if you want him to shave his mustache just pay us three million dollars or 30 million dollars i think so that we can afford to push back production so he can regrow the damn thing right and rather than pay 30 million dollars which is you know i get it that's a lot of money yeah but they decided to dump millions more into a very hurried and very rushed edit where the editor simply removed his mustache on the computer. Fix it in post. I was trying to warble my my upper lip that doesn't exist. My upper lip that doesn't exist (laughs) for the Green Traveler to see, but my facial hair, which also doesn't exist, was in the way. So yeah, plus your plus your footage is really granular and you're kind of choppy a bit, but (laughs) your audio is coming through just fine. (laughs) That's good. Oh, but yeah, it's it, it's it's an absolute beautiful example that I'm sure teachers are going to be using for years of <laughs> fix it in post does uh-huh. not exist on your set. Yeah. You know, that where it's just like, what are we going to do? How are we going to remove his, his mustache? Oh, we'll just fix it in post. Well, here is the example of why that doesn't belong. Because yeah. so many people watch this on the big screen and walked away going, what the fuck was wrong with his face? Because yeah. his, his upper lip is like glossy and like very smoothed out in many scenes, and it just kind of right. looks so weird. It like immerses into his face well enough that you, you like somebody who's not super versed in CGI might be fooled, but it does look weird. It's the uncanny valley for those who do not know that. It's like it's the your suspension of believability when you're looking at something that is like technology or robotic and how close that is in relation to being human like so like there's a point where it, like if you see like your your androids at Disney World like they're you know they're moving around yeah. all just very very slowly and stuff that doesn't feel too weird on your brain cuz you kind of have an idea of how that works but if you go to some of these modern robot robotic conventions you'll see people's work that makes your mind go like whoa what the hell it so it seems so real it but it it doesn't though at the same time it's dissonance in your brain and there's been a lot of studies on this and eventually technology is going to get to the point where they they think that it will bell curve the other way to where it'll be so human that we just accept it uh start treating your mechanical objects nice now (laughs) yes that's right exactly sweet dreams alexa sweet dreams every night (laughs) so that when our robot overlords come we you know some of us will be treated okay they'll they'll see use for us you know somebody has to consume the food why else have the food (laughs) so yeah the mustache it's Definitely stuck in that part of of the uncanny valley because it seems real enough that your your brain almost wants to accept it, but it's just it's just dissonant. It's yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you're left looking at him like something's wrong, and I'm not exactly. sure what it is. Exactly. It's like when uh, you know to bring up Terminator again, and you know to to reiterate, go watch the Christian Bale reign on Terminator <laughs> Salvation. It's it's phenomenal. But to bring the Terminator up when they when they de-age Arnold Schwarzenegger, I can't remember which movie. It might be Salvation, honestly. But like you see that young Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's like something's wrong here i'm not sure what it is or, yeah. or star wars even uh when they did that to yeah though that was pretty good uh, it was leia and they did it also with ad not admiral is it admiral whatever the um tarkin something like that harkin i think that might be right we're bad fanboys <laughs> yeah i like i like star wars but i'm not like super uber excited about star i i do have a trilogy plan so uh, <laughs> yeah kennedy. just get it get in touch yeah if kathleen kennedy if you hear this i do have a really phenomenal trilogy plan just reach out to me <laughs> I'll, I'll set up a set up a pitch and everything we can we can have a good time about it but <clears throat> i don't know i think the I, I can't remember which one it is it might be the tarkin one but i think layla leia's was okay but yeah. I feel like Tarkin's was really bad. He was in it was throughout the, one... the film a little bit more. So you could, there was yeah. definitely instances where it was not as believable. Yeah. Cause you, cause I was left being like, mm, I don't know about this. You know, something doesn't feel right. And that's how it is with all of Henry Cavill's reshots. Like when, yeah. whenever he's, he's there, I'm just like, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> There's something <laughs> wrong with your face. And it wasn't even just that, though, for me. Um, his Superman, his and Clark, I guess they're really not different. His his interpretations of those, they're they're the same character. Uh, so anyway, he uh, that it doesn't feel believable his his acting in those scenes either. Like Henry Cavill is a very talented actor, as we all know. Uh, he's given us such such great great things the witcher the witcher yes much very much appreciate the witcher but anyhow he does not i don't know he doesn't seem like he's quite there maybe he's worried about his other role that he's supposed to be doing mm -hmm. he also puts on like a, a plains accent a little bit more but it's yeah. not very good it sounds like somebody put it sounds like somebody putting on an accent it sounds like they're putting on the accent well, but it still sounds like somebody's yeah. putting on an accent. And I feel like in the Snyder cuts, the accent was not that thick. I think that would probably be a, again a, just a director thing. Like, yeah, us green people from Gorge, we're really good at speaking out of our ass. So if I can do that right now, I will. Um, sure. <laughs> what it feels like to me is that nobody, especially with Ray Fisher's allegations, it doesn't seem like people liked working with Joss on this film. And I think I've heard that about Avengers 2 even. Like, I, I think I heard that there was, you know, he was struggling to get everything done in time and people didn't like how he was handling the pressure and thought he was mean. And I feel like he was just constantly berating Henry Cavill. It's like, no, no, you have to have more of this kind of an accent. You know, you gotta, yeah. it's got to be deeper maybe. And, and maybe like Henry that. was just like, I don't know why we're doing this because he liked Snyder's vision. Right. He liked that, yeah, that cut of that. things. Yeah, so he didn't like the juvenile humor that it was having to be driven into each one of these scenes. So that that's how it felt to me was like he was just, you know, he, he just wasn't in it. He didn't like right. the project, but he was getting, you know, he didn't want to leave the project because he really enjoyed right. and respected the character. Yeah, what were they going to do? Recast him if they were going to change everything? I don't yeah. think so. 
I, I think I, I think if if like maybe if Cavill was like I'm not gonna do reshoots for this, I feel like Warner Brothers respects the draw that he has for it enough to that they would have been like, okay, make sure you only use Zach's cuts for this then, uh, and maybe we would have gotten something better. But uh, that's not Henry Cavill's job to do that. But I have to say, for for the audiences, you know, for their knowledge. Um, that was very eloquent for talking out of your ass. And I mean, he got, oh. he sat on his head, everyone, and let those green fla- uh, cheeks fly. And it, yeah, I was Don't surprised. Describe my cheeks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, are we ready for a wall? Or you got anything else? I think else? we are, my friend. No, I guess actually, I think actually I didn't ever tell you what my thought was coming out of the theater i think oh, i talked all sure. around yeah that. that's okay yeah it could be yeah but it's my thought i i did think it was it, it was like aquaman for me but i, I think i like aquaman better i just don't remember because i don't really remember either movies honestly right but i thought it was like decent schlock you know right. i was just like it had it had some funny action scenes it was kind of entertaining the cgi was garbage in my opinion and I didn't really like a lot of the humor, but I did like that it was trying to be more lighthearted. I just thought it was too hammy. And I was right. just like, this is, you know, whatever. And that final action scene, everything was red and it looked stupid and like the sky was disgusting. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, which is kind of weird because that was one big difference. So you remember at the. It actually happens like in the middle of the movie for the Snyder Cut, the but Snyder at the Cut, end yeah. of Justice League, they erect this big, huge fortress out of from the mother box, and mm-hmm. uh, it's blue in the Justice League movie. But yeah, the scenes are red. It's weird. The, yeah. Like like they make the big light thing that that's producing energy and whatnot blue, <laughs> but it's red in the, it, it is red in the Snyder Cut. So that's it's weird. I don't know. I could Maybe have sworn it was, it was red used... in the Justice League. Was it not? No, was it, it was really blue. blue. Yeah, it was blue. I oh swear. Oh my god, am I having like the is that the Mencha effect or something like that? <laughs> it's like weird. the Mandela, the Mandela effect. Because it was the same like graphic, it was just a different color. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He also made a certain so character's suit blue too, so Yeah. There's that's maybe, so weird maybe i, I seriously could have sworn that 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 scene was all red because i thought that i just remembered thinking it was gross yeah Bad. i mean it was but the the light thing was blue so it, it was kind of weird man that's crazy here comes a spoiler wall skip to an hour 40 and you'll miss them all i think it speaks wonders that thousands of fans and Zack snyder's own friends christopher nolan who is a producer and his wife deborah snyder who is also a producer i think it speaks wonders that they were like do not watch this cut the theater cut because it will break your heart oh man and And his heart was already broken this is such a just a, a finale for zach you know it's it's been such a long journey and he's finally gotten to the end of it and he's finally gotten to release his cut of it because you know it's I don't know. It, it it just has to feel like a very weird emotional thing for him because of what happened when he was, you know, editing everything. You know, he's finally been able to reach. He's gotten to a point where he can return to that and say, "This is my vision," and in honor of you know his uh, his family member. 
So here we are. We finally got the Snyder Cut. We did. And four hours long, and I I would say about three hours of it are vastly really entertaining. Really good. Really oh, yeah. good. I would even I would be I would even be just a touch happier if it was an hour and a half. Like I feel like there's definitely if I went through it, and you know, I I do edit stuff, but I'm not a professional, and I'm sorry for this critique, Zach. Just this is my one big critique about it is that it didn't need to be four hours there was definitely no. a good half an hour 45 minutes that it easily could have gone and it would have been just as strong actually going off of that before we start with the beginning of the story let's just start with the very ending because again there are eight parts it's it's divided up into eight sections i do not remember all the titles of all the sections but i no. do remember the title of the last section because i think all of it could be cut and that's where that's where most of the reshoots for Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut happened. We're in that finale section, that epilogue, because Zack's main vision were three Justice League films. And who knows if we'll get that? I doubt it. I don't really want it, to be honest, because if the epilogue, which is the final part of this film, if the epilogue is the foreshadowing for his cut, I'm not interested in seeing that film. Really? Really? Because here's the final 30 minutes they don't have to have any setup with the previous story there there's a character that comes in to talk to bruce wayne that is the martian manhunter we're behind a wall so i'm gonna say that he makes an appearance yeah. in this and it's fucking awesome a little bit it, i mean it's awesome it's awesome from my nerd standpoint it's not yeah, awesome yeah. How, it, how it's presented in the movie yeah it, there's only two scenes and that first one kind of ruins the moment because it's yeah. it's this beautiful moment between Martha, Superman's mom, and uh, Lois Lane, played by Amy Adams. And it's this beautiful scene that is handled very poorly in the Justice version. Because in the Justice version, it's used for comedy, and then there's, like, a male character that breaks in and just, like, throws some, like, really disgusting Ugh. male in the workplace stereotype dialogue out right you know that that's kind of uh standard for joss whedon he likes to do that like look i'm a feminist like here's a, here's some dialogue about this uh, shitty man to a, a really strong female character and uh, like it appears in like all of his work honestly and, and i mean it it's happens in the workplace and it's something that should be brought up but it just feels right. so out of place how he uses right. it i feel just... like i feel like to us uh it it, it borders on the line that's like, hey, I'm pointing out that people say shit like this and it's gross towards it's the the wobbly going towards. Yeah, this is no, that's just inappropriate. You, you don't. Need, yeah, you didn't need that. And it, yeah, and it just feels out of place. And especially for the scene in Joss's version where Lois Lane and Martha Kent are talking. Because it's just like she, Lois Lane is going through grief. You know, mm -hmm. she just lost Superman in the movie Which before this. Which is so much better portrayed in, in the, the Zack Snyder cut. So Exactly. Good. And the problem is, it's so beautiful, that scene with Martha Kent and Lois Lane in the Snyder cut. And then Martha Kent leaves the room or the, the apartment yeah. and transforms into the, into the Martian Manhunter. And you find out that it was a Martian Manhunter all along and you're like, so Lois didn't have this. Be I mean, Lois yeah. still thinks that she had Lois. That she still. That's right. But that just, just means moves the gravity. Right. That just means. Okay. So there's 
an interesting question that that brought up to me was Martian Manhunter. Why does he know Martha Kent? Because he has to know her to be able to emulate her. Well, in the in the epilogue, the part you know where Martian Manhunter approaches Bruce Wayne, I believe he says, "I've been watching you all for a very long time." So he knew that's Clark fair. Kent was Superman. I mean, he's also telepathic. He hears everybody's thoughts and everything. So like he he, I think he also thinks it's rude to enter people's thoughts without them right wanting to. I do think so. But if he's doing intel on a race. He's gonna look at the big, the big guy right. first, and that's and Superman. He's, and he's been on Earth for quite some time, like over a century, right? Yeah, I, I know he. I think the character is supposed to be like four hundred years old. I don't know, but I'm not that well versed in it. I just remember but, from watching the the Justice League animated series, which Martian Manhunter's part is awesome in, in that. I think. Yeah. Um, oh, I love I love Martian Manhunter. Yeah, he does He's, some good stuff, and I never thought that they would do him in film, and I'm very happy that yeah. they did. Uh, and I loved what they did with him in Supergirl, at least you know the the, the beginning extent, part yeah. of it, because I haven't really watched supergirl for quite some time but i watched the yeah. first couple seasons yeah i watched the first three and i really like their martian manhunter he's really cool he's cool and th- my problem is with that epilogue though is it's not needed to be i mean it's nice to set martian manhunter up i get it i like that but i don't know it's just it, it just seemed like a very doom and gloom just like okay you know there's more coming in the end that you're not gonna right. know he tells Bruce Wayne, he's like, Dark Side's coming, you know, next time when we all fight, I'll be there with you. And Bruce Wayne's like, what's your name? He's like, oh, some people call me the Martian Manhunter. I'm like, no, motherfucker, you're John Johns. Yeah, you're John <laughs> like, Johns. And he's not, he isn't, he isn't credited as John Johns either. No, it's just. It, wait, is it John Jones or is it John well, Johns? I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I've always just read it's it as John Johns. It's like silly. It's like J apostrophe O N N J apostrophe O N N Z something like that. Like okay. <laughs> probably is John Johns. Then I don't know. But anyway, there might be an H in there. He he's also portraying a character uh, named uh, General Swanwick. Hmm. Bo- both are played by Harry Lennox. Just to throw huh. that out there to give him the credit due. But yeah, it, I think he is going to be an interesting Martian Manhunter. Yeah. And I do think, like, for an introduction of this character who is supposed to be super covert and, uh, you know, can be anybody and can just slip into a crowd, that yeah. it is an intriguing introduction to him. But yeah, the Martha scene was weird. I actually liked. Uh, I I both liked and disliked the the uh, Martha scene in Justice League, but yeah. th- this is this is why. So in Justice League, she comes in uh, to the paper where Lois has just come back to work a couple months ago and is only doing fluff pieces and stuff. Hated that. And in the in the Snyder cut she is still grieving she's not able to go back to work it it still is pretty recent so i like that she's still grieving Mm -hmm. but they do you know talk and it's a pretty similar conversation a lot of the dialogue's the same except at one point i hated this martha's (laughs) like yeah clark always did say you were the thirstiest young woman he's ever met oh my gosh and and then she was like that's not right hungriest and i'm like 
That is so dumb. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's trash humor. Yeah, God. yeah, yeah. It was, and and you know, like Amy Adams gave like an expression, like oh, I'm not sure he said that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like it's stupid humor. It really is. And I think yeah. I laughed. I did laugh at that situation, but I think I laughed more because I was like, why is this in the movie? Like, Martha didn't <laughs> yeah. need to say that. It's supposed to be a very genuine moment. And it is no. much more genuine in the Snyder cut. But I like the fact that it actually is Martha in the Justice Yeah, League. that's true. I, I mean, I do too, because when you find out that it's the Martian Manhunter, it, it just changes the situation. Right. It, just, yeah. it, you know, it takes the levity out of it. And I don't know. It's just like I. I feel like the Mar- the Martian Manhunter was shoehorned into this film a little bit, and and I just don't know if it's needed. You know, it's just no. that's one of those things that it's like you can kind of cut him out. And like another difference between those two scenes with uh, just to go back to that scene with Martha and uh, Lois Lane is in the Joss version. It's very bright. There's a lot of fluorescent lighting. Right. And then yeah. in the and the Snyder cut, you get the patented Snyder where it's just, you know, grayscale, <laughs> no color, everything's dark. And I'm brooding always. The, the most it. color came from Amy Adams' hair. Like, yeah. Uh. But again, uh, one of the, uh, the, another big, since I'm starting off with the cons, really, another big issue with both versions is nobody knows how to use Lois Lane. She is the no. greatest journalist greatest reporter in most of dc comics um you know i'm sure people can argue iris west allen's great too and it's like all right fine but lois is the best and nobody knows how to use her and it's really sad but to get back to the uh the epilogue the next part is lex luther and dark uh deathstroke yeah that was weird i don't know if there's really many differences i can't remember the differences between it i'm sure there were Oh, but, so you know, that's... so I couldn't actually recall Deathstroke being in the movie at all. Well, he's a post post credit scene. In, yes, in Justice version. Oh, oh, okay. We probably did wait and see that, and then we were like, okay, I could be happy with him. I mean, I have I like their choice, Joe Manganiello. Thank you, thank you. I I enjoy him as a person. I think he's yeah, fun. he's great. I, I really liked him in that Pee Wee movie that he did. That <laughs> he also good. has a uh, D and D. Uh, I don't yeah. know if he broadcasts it, but he he hosts a celebrity D and D campaign. <laughs> it's right, yeah. I he's a I huge love nerd. I'd love to play with him too. I also like the CW's Arrow. I thought he was fun too. Yeah, yeah. For just a second when he came on, I thought it was him. They do have right. a very similar look. Yeah, I mean, it's just that nobody you you can't change Slade Wilson's look. You can change everybody yeah. else, but Slade Wilson has to look like that. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. So, he has to look so like Snake perfect. from uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it's, it's so perfect. I mean, that scene sets up. Well, it was supposed to set up the Ben Affleck directed and written Batman movie, but that's now in the trash, and we're doing Robert Pattinson instead. So you can cut that. That's another. You know, he could have left that whole, out. Yeah. Yeah, the whole epilogue can be cut, especially the nightmare sequence. And that's nightmare as in K-N-I-G-H-T, nightmare. It's it's when they, they flash forward to the future. It's, you know, Batman's right. having a vision of the future or whatever. And you have the Flash, which I don't, I know it's Ezra Miller in the new, in that future Flash costume. It just does right. not look like Ezra Miller, which is cool. Because it's like, you like know, there's a huge age, disparity yeah. there. Yeah, and it's like, ooh, what happened? What made him become this, like, darker version of Flash? 
You know, he's got a he's got a helmet that comes down over his face. That's really yeah. neato. When that showed up in the Batman v Soup movie, that was so weird. I I yeah, like, and it also just did not feel like it fit the movie at all. They didn't do anything with it in that movie, and it was to set up this this epilogue, really. Well, it was to set and up the next movie. Yeah, the third yeah. Justice League movie, I would assume. Because I would say the second one is probably the Dark Side War. I do want to see the Dark Side movie, though. I mean, especially after after the... I don't know, dude. I, I kind of disagree. I, I mean, like, yes, if they're not going to make that movie, if Ben Affleck's truly done... Well, Henry Cavill might be truly done, too. Yeah, if, if those two are done that you can't really make that third movie very well i don't think it, it wouldn't be the same feel but i i feel like if that ending was in the triad uh, that the theatrical cut then we probably would see that third movie and people would have been excited for that i because at least i thought it was an intriguing setup I didn't like their new costumes all that well and you know no. there's obviously some characters who are going to be dead in that storyline and you know you got you got soups being being bad like it's the injustice yeah. storyline a bit and i liked that game series so i like the game series but i like it being non-canonical because right. i like superman so here's the thing everybody's always you know i always mention if somebody asks me who are my top three dc comic superheroes Number one is Nightwing, Dick Grayson. He's my favorite. Right. I, I relate to his character so much. Number two is Wally West Flash. He's my second favorite. Again, relate to him a lot. And number three is Superman. And people are like, oh, why do you like Superman? He's so, you know, it's like he's all powerful. There's no weaknesses. Well, first off, there's a lot of weaknesses. Secondly, what makes his story super intriguing to me is that he has the ability to level the entire planet he right. is that powerful it's restraint it, his story and, is restraint exactly and it's just like whenever he's punching somebody if he's he can he'll take on humans all the time and he has the ability to punch them to dust basically he can break yeah. every bone in your body with a punch and he holds back you know he it's all about his hope he's such a good guy and it's right. just like i get the boy scout is kind of annoying every now and then but I like him not snapping and going villainous. I like that being non or being canonical. And right. you know the the Snyder cut and the Justice version both have that moment where he's brought back from death and he goes berserk a little bit, and that's fine. That that exp that that is his character. He is at heart a Kryptonian, right? And you know when he is brought back mindless, they are fighters in a way. I mean, they're also very civilized people with their own yeah, politics and but science. They're, they're, they are, I do feel like they're considered a warrior race, though. Yeah, they're very similar to humans. It's just like, our, one of our first instincts is fight. And it's just, yeah. it, and so it's like, I get that. He, you know, he wakes up, he's surrounded by all these people he doesn't know who are costumed with powers, and they're all, you know, it's, it's Mandula like, that his little tiny brain was the only thing that was working. Yeah. And, and that's all he had. That was all he's going on until Lois steps in. <laughs> yeah, until Lois came in, and it's so beautiful. That's the only thing she can be used for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. To get back to that scene, though, you find out that the Lois is the key that's mentioned in Batman v Supes. In the epilogue, you find out that she basically dies, and Superman snaps. 
Right. And in the nightmare sequence that we're presented, you see this group of survivors who are trying to stop uh, Superman still. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Mira, Amber Beard's Mira, which I like her Mira. I think it's all right. Yeah, sure. I uh, can't really honestly remember the Aquaman movie very well. I'm sure we'll go. We'll yeah. do that. I'm, I'm also all for Mira becoming more of a character because her character is super badass and I love her in the oh, comics. Yeah. But I just feel like, again they haven't really set up their female characters very well. They're just kind of Oh, no, not at all. Um, You know, Wonder Woman, definitely with her own movie, that was super strong, that first movie. Like, she's had a lot of development. But there is no development in Justice League. But it's just, like, I think there was also Cyborg and Deathstroke who were part of that group. Cyborg might not have been. I just can't remember. Yes, he was. I know Deathstroke was. And there might have been others, but the one that really rubbed me wrong... (laughs) is jared leto's joker is there yeah we yeah. bought I, I think that was a reshoot i'm not i'm not entirely sure but there's definitely some stills that i saw with uh zach snyder with his mask on behind a camera and jared leto's on the other side so i think you're right it's I hate jared leto's joker i'm not gonna say anything about jared leto as an actor uh, i'll save that for another movie because it's there's a lot but he's not a bad actor. He's he's really good, yeah. I think. I just don't like his characters almost ever. And, you know, it's just his choice of character, who, who he plays. It just never feels right for me, especially right. his Joker. I don't like his it's Joker. It's very unnerving. I don't think so. It's very annoying to me. <laughs> well, I don't... he is a punk. <laughs> and I don't like that. It's so stupid. Uh, that, well, okay, though, there that is one thing, though. Like, this... This is a very different take on that same character. Like Jared Leto's playing it the same, but uh, the costume is much better. Like I did yeah. like the Kevlar va- vest covered in in police badges. That was hilarious. I think it like represents that there's a really good story there with him. Like you right, know, yeah. There's something that happened that's funny. I just I can't stand Punk Leto Joker. No, it just that was bad. Ugh. That was definitely bad. But I think that it was better in the Snyderverse. I do. I do for this just one scene. And I like I had seen those stills and I heard that Jared Leto's Joker made it into this cut of the movie. And so I was looking for it the whole fucking movie. Oh. And it's there right at the end. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. I, I like had somehow managed to avoid most of the Snyder cut spoilers. Okay. And I just I don't his his laugh is so ah 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 ah. He's ah, just like ah ah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what are you trying to do? The penguin? Like, <laughs> the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah the, that whole whole epilogue could be cut. One of the biggest cons to the whole movie, in my opinion. And it's like 30 minutes. So we've wiped out 30 minutes. I appreciate that. And yeah, it could have been cut, especially since that movie's probably not going to happen. If the movie was going to happen, I think that it was interesting. I don't know why B- Bruce is all of a sudden an oracle, though. I don't know why that's going on. Uh, right. Yeah, that part's weird. Yeah, he's uh, touched by the yeah. future somehow. Somehow. But yeah, that's the... Uh, there we go. That's the that's the, the epilogue. Let's cut that out and let's uh, let's talk the rest of the film now, which is... All right. Golden. I really yeah, enjoy the rest of the film. Okay. It's super since, fun. Since we kind of did the cons first, I do want to get my other con out of the way yes Uh, yes. i mean it was it's still to talk about the the length of the movie but like that opener man (laughs) that opener superman it's like 
Yeah, it's like ten minutes. It's like ten minutes yeah. of him like doing the his death yell at the end of uh, Batman v Supes, and it like just travels into like five or six different scenes with the different characters. And it was just completely unnecessary. Just start the movie. Yeah. And there was right. that is one thing. And it is it does have, you know, uh mustache gate in it. But in Josh Jostest League, goddammit. <laughs> um in that first movie, uh the, it opens with a clip of Superman like talking to these kids. And it, that was like the the most Superman that I'd seen uh, Henry Cavill be because like he he does care about the people he protects and he does yeah. want to be a symbol for them so like talking to these kids who said that they are doing it for their school paper that's totally something Kyle would do he would be like yeah of course I would love that you guys want to be journalists that's fucking awesome yeah. yeah they definitely did try to like lighten his character more but I don't know it's just like one problem with the Joss version is there's no explanation for why the mother boxes start acting up yeah they just start acting up whereas in the Snyder cut even though that really long opener where it's just you know cavill yelling and how it reverberates around the world and it does set it up everywhere you go you see the mother boxes mother boxes mother yeah. box i get activated <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah they do mother box i get activated and um though i will say they did drop it they did drop it but only after he gets after steppenwolf gets the second box i think he does say Ah, oh, I see oh. why you've awoken, mother. That when the Kryptonian died, this world lost hope. And I'm like, okay, that was really oh, that There was you go. Yeah. <laughs> Josh shoehorned it in there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's lame. But yeah, that, that opener is very long. And as you said, it's unnecessary. But I, I guess another con is the, the – and it's a as we said, it's another – runtime inducer and that is the slow-mo the love yeah. of slow-mo that joss whedon has it is uh, so, Zach, or, sorry zach yeah. snyder zach snyder has yeah he always uses this slow-mo and it's only ever worked for me I, I, I guess it works in 300 but i'm not a huge fan of that movie right but it, it, it works really well in the watchmen yeah it did it's so yeah. noir that the slow-mo works so beautifully with it it does and i don't know it's just there, there's something whenever he uses it in these films it just it's like it's not needed man drop it there's just drop it there's especially when it pertains to barry and superman everything else can be in slow motion barry and superman should be able to move at regular speed when they're going super fast <laughs> Oh yeah, and everything else looks like it's in slow. Motion. I yeah, can agree with that. Yeah, actually, I would, I would say everything else that slow mo should be cut. Like the there's a Victor Stone scene, Victor Stone scene where he is, uh, you know, he's playing football. It's like his setup yeah. for his character. Yeah, and that whole scene is in slow mo, and it's him just like running, and it's just like yeah. you know, he's just like reaching for the goal. Here we go. He's about <laughs> to get a touch. Down, dude. No, he did it. Yeah, it's so unnecessary. But I it do, is. I do agree. When when Barry and Superman are in in super speed mode, right? Or when Diana's dodging bullets. Like there yeah. are points where it makes a lot of sense. 
And like, you know, every once in a while it would be fine, but it is like he uses it at least once every five minutes i swear like you yeah. can make a drinking game out of it but you know that's his style <laughs> i'm sure it's out that's there. his style and you know i it's not that i don't appreciate slow motion it's just at a certain point you got a four-hour movie yeah and, and it just didn't even happen that long but again this is the shit that i eat up i am a right. blockbuster bitch i exactly. love this this kind of action schlock and for the most part this movie nails that it's, it's very not, entertaining. Yeah, it's not schlocky. Like, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely high action <laughs> bullshit. But it's yeah, so it's so good that I, I can't call it shit because you it's know, just it's a level below schlock. Okay, okay, that's better. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> it's not yeah it's not shit but it's definitely not a, like a good movie but it's a comic book movie it's like it's at its heart it just felt like a, a dc comics ridiculous sure. story sure you know they they're explaining the plot and man i guess this is another con but whenever they explain the plot whenever it's just like an exposition voiceover it felt like the actors were just like holding the script up in front of their face and it's like okay bruce and so the amazons back in such and such day they fought a war with this thing and the, yeah and they it's just like there's no emotion behind voiceovers and it's yeah really deadpan it, it is but you know especially if you're in a room alone narrating is kind of hard i i'll give yeah. that to them i i ha- especially in those first couple episodes of adventures of malagor and i did struggle like like i went back and listened to stuff and i was like it's like i was putting no intention behind this friendship <laughs> uh, yeah i feel that too when you don't have somebody there to direct and i would hope somebody was there directing their narration right, but right maybe it was kind of a reshoot thing where zach's like hey i need you to do some dialogue can you please just like record this real fast like and send it to right. me and they're just like okay right. zach i can do that right and but, diana does do uh most of this this narration that you're speaking of because she has yeah. the historical experience and gal gadot her english is uh not her first language what she speaks english very well but that could be another issue too is like she had she had to go a really long time speaking a language that's probably not the first thing in her brain when it comes to the language yeah so i'll give it to her yeah that's fair and i mean the the problem for me though was especially from gal gadot's scenes because i think there's a moment with silas stone reading that also felt very melodramatic oh yeah um yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah but but with her scenes she's talking to bruce wayne you know one of the greatest minds in our universe in the dc right. comics that is i say in our universe one of the greatest minds in the dc <laughs> comics universe but uh he's real batman real batman's real uh, call up george val ben <laughs> michael call them all up oh gotta get chris too oh guys did you guys know you're one of the best minds <laughs> Don't forget Robert Pattinson. Oh, sorry. And, yes, uh, Rob Pat. He will be. Yeah, he has been doing Batman for, for yeah. a movie for us. I think they. I right. think they just wrapped. But is uh, she speaking the Batman? And it feels like she's reading a bedtime story to a child. Yeah, it does. It does. You're right. And so it's, it. It just felt really weird. And it's just like I don't know. Just those theme, Those scenes. If we're gonna have them, they need to be amped up. And I don't like those kind I of scenes really anyway. So I do 
Um, I really do like, I know it's, it, there's definitely other ways to do it, but I love like a look back at when you do like a long time ago thing to give it that story feel, you know, it's a story about the gods getting together with the humans and other races of the world and fighting back the biggest villain they've ever seen, which is dark side. And I mean, and I agree with that. My thought is you somehow set that scene up, you get the exposition across and then before the next justice league movie, you make an old gods versus new gods movie. <laughs> like That'd that would be, cool. be awesome. That would be good. But I mean, also that would have to, you know, pass a lot of pretentious douchebag producers who are going to halt that because they don't see any kind of, you know, yeah, monetary gain in that. Never get that story out there. Well, I guess not. Uh, um, <clears throat> I hope I see more. I want to see it on the big screen. Yeah, me too. If, oh, the Granny Goodness shot, man. I was like, yeah, oh, put yeah. her in it. <laughs> <laughs> i love that i was super excited on that one yeah dude yeah. that's that scene uh we'll, we'll get there so yeah batman goes around uh to to start uh to actually look at the movie batman goes around and he gathers the justice league sans uh sans superman because he dead he dead <laughs> he dead and Lois Lane just gonna be grieving him for a whole four hour movie. Yeah, it is. It is sad, but she's definitely used less, l- less effectively yeah. in in Justice League. Like for that ba- that Superman scene, Alfred literally drops her off in a car. <laughs> like it makes no oh fucking god. sense. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's That's the stupidest shit. I-, I was really honestly pissed off about it. I was like. What the hell? Because she was already there. She was already there to grieve Superman because it's at the yeah. the scene where the big fight was. And, and I actually and I actually really enjoyed that too in the Snyder version because mm-hmm. she goes to the site to grieve every day. Yeah, and she always yeah. brings coffee for the cops who are there. And it's it's just a nice moment where it's like, man, she's just as nice as soups. Like Right. <laughs> she's yeah. always thinking about everybody. Right. I guess there's a Superman and Lois uh, a Clark and Lois TV show now. Yeah, it's, a, it's the, the CWs. The CW, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I, I might yeah, they're using, the same, they're using the same guy who played him in yeah. uh, Supergirl, I believe. So Which that's, that's cool, cool because he, yeah, he, I thought he was a good choice. He's definitely yeah. a lighthearted Superman. Right. I, I really do like that. And I mean, that's what he needs to be. Like, that's my only problem yeah. with Henry Cavill is I think Cavill is an amazing actor and a great right. casting choice. They just need to lighten him up. He just right. needs to smile more. <laughs> like, come yeah, on. Yeah, give him. Okay, they did that in the Justice League at the very end with him and Cyborg as a reshoot. Like somebody wrote it, where they're just rolling on the ground laughing, and oh yeah, um, and Cyborg's like, my foot hurts. I I don't even know the the physics or logic of that, but my foot hurts, and <laughs> and they're just laughing about it. I'm like, this is the stupidest shit i have ever seen and that's kind of how they end the movie that's like the end of the movie and and another another funny uh scene or another funny shot that i was happy was not in the snyder cut was batman's like super gleeful reaction when superman shows up because it's like in the joss version like superman shows up and then batman like jumps up and down like a giddy little boy he's just like yay superman's here (laughs) and it's just like i was watching the whole snyder cut like please don't happen please don't happen please don't happen and it didn't happen i was like thank god (laughs) 
It's so stupid. Yeah. But but another character who's not even used, just like Lois Lane, is Ryan Choi. Uh, he's an Easter egg that's kind of just mentioned. He's the uh, I can't remember who he's working with, but he's the he's one of the scientists. And oh he, he's yes. the Adam. Yeah, he's the Adam in the comic books. Like he's a huge oh, character. Really? <laughs> like he's a huge character. He's like the Ant Man. He, <laughs> he can shrink down into a tiny bite. So, so was this before or after Roy, whatever his name is, or is it Ray? Roy Palmer. I think it's Ray Palmer. But uh, I don't know honestly, and I also might have the wrong character. He could, I guess, be the Blue Beetle, but I think he's, I think he's the Adam, and I think he's after Ray Palmer. Okay, I'm gonna get crucified. If I if I'm not mistaken, I think the current, and he might I could be wrong on this. Blue Beetle was named uh, Hamey, and he was yeah uh, he is yeah okay. I mean there's yeah there's so many versions of everybody sure, sure yeah yeah the Blue Beetle wasn't uh, Hamey wasn't the first Blue Beetle yeah. he's like the fifth yeah. <laughs> oh he's like the fifth okay because I, I I knew like there was like a scientist guy before him but Hamey's yeah. just a kid really. I don't. I haven't actually read. I've read one of his stories, I think. But uh, there's a, the Young Justice storyline for Blue Beetle's pretty good. But yeah, that's uh. Let's let's finally actually go into it because Batman's trying to gather all the people. He's yep. struggling. Aquaman doesn't seem interested in it. Wonder Woman's like she's interested, but meh. <laughs> she's yeah. got her own life. She's she's got she, all stuff to do. She's like I'm doing this on my own just fine. I think it's kind yeah. of it expression than the snyder verse and that in the in the in justice league they do seem to already have made the decision to do this together yeah which i don't know which one i like better i like i like the snyder cut like all around better because it just i do more, i do too because they mention again they mentioned so many times in the joss cut it's just like why were you diana why were you like turned away yeah, from that, society that why weren't stupid, you helping yeah. people and it's just like she was the whole time she's clearly trying to help She's helping you build this team right now. Right. <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah. about? Everybody remembers Wonder Woman saving the world in, in 1984, okay? Everybody yeah. remembers that shit. <laughs> and she reached out and touched us all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the Snyder verse at least got rid of that. The Snyder cut, not the verse. The cut got rid of that. And, you know, you, you get more character moments with everybody. And it's everybody. so nice. Yes. Even Bruce, who was the most focused on in, in the, the first cut. I, I shouldn't say yeah. the first cut, because this was the, the Snyder Cut technically was the first cut in the Josh, Josh, whatever. Fuck him. Sorry. <laughs> I can't say his name. He sucks. <laughs> but yeah, and, and uh, you know, you get, you get a little peek in the Cyborg's backstory more. Aquaman, you have Willem Dafoe actually show up, and there's more with that. And that's kind of fun. Yeah. And then, but but my favorite my favorite extension of the characters was the Flash. Be, well, I mean, yeah. actually, I loved everything they did with Cyborg. I thought yeah, that was Cy- yeah, obviously brilliant. Cyborg. There was like two hundred percent more Cyborg in this movie. Yeah, yeah, everything they did with him was brilliant. But with the yeah. with the Flash, the one thing I really enjoyed was when you first get to see him. He's at this. He's at this like. I think it was a pet store or something like that. He's applying for a right. job and uh, he, he sees Iris West or I assume it's Iris West yeah. and yeah. you know, their eyes lock for a moment and they're just like, Oh, you know, it's like, hello there lightning rod. And yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's what she, that's what uh, I, to be a nerd, Barry Allen 
runs so fast that he can go through time and space. And right. there's this beautiful little beautiful little tidbit between him and Iris West that is, no matter what, Barry Allen will never get lost because he has a lightning rod to his time and place, and that's Iris West, you know, the love right. of his life. And, you know, they, they just lock eyes for a little bit, and she gets in her car, and she's driving and not looking at the road, and basically gets, uh, she, she runs into a, she gets into a car accident. I can't remember what yeah. she hits, but she hits and something. And she apparently wasn't wearing her seatbelt because she gets launched. Oh, yeah. She just flies. And Barry enters into this, uh, the Speed Force, and you get, like, everything slows down. There's, you know, his, I, I like Snyder's version of the Speed Force where it's, like, blue yeah. lightning everywhere. And he's yeah. not, you know, he's not moving super fast. He's just walking pretty slow, kind of like Quicksilver and uh, yeah. the Fox version. He's moving so fast that he doesn't feel like he's moving faster than everyone else he feels yeah. like he's stopped everyone else yeah and it's 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 so fun and he like he goes outside and you know he has and you know we we joked earlier about this article we read where this guy was like it's really creepy and barry's very toxic in this scene because he, he's looking into iris's eyes for too long yeah. and it's like no the scene just goes on too long he's not being toxic <laughs> it's just though you know i didn't i wish because that scene was in it that there was one or two other Iris scenes. They could have yeah. done that. Like actually make her a character in it. But yeah. besides that, no. I don't think there was anything wrong with this scene. I think the big thing that that guy was like, oh, there's hot dogs in this and they look like erect wieners and I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I felt like, like on, he man. got from this. And But really, like, I so there was, so that he took... He takes the hot dogs and he feeds them to the dogs that the job he's trying to get. Yeah, we we should say that the the hot dogs are like she hits like a food truck or something. So there's just like hot the, dogs the, that are in the, the garbage debris. truck actually hits the food truck. And, and, there you go. And then she hits the garbage truck. Yeah, and, and there's debris everywhere, and you know that's part of the debris is are these right. hot dogs in the air. And for me, when I saw that, it was so hilarious because you know it, it, she, he comes up to her and, and and my first thought is. Man, I hope he eats that hot dog. <laughs> like, right, I yeah. Really... <laughs> I really thought, like, okay, like, you know, there's a running joke with the speedsters that they have a huber, super huge metabolism. Uh, because, yeah, because they just burn energy. So they, they're constantly eating, and that's hilarious, especially Wally. I think it's more of a Wally joke, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he can't maintain the speed force. He has to eat, or he won't be able to use uh, his super speed okay it's so like okay. barry barry doesn't have that barry still does like to eat a lot obviously right. but he he can always access it no matter how tired or weak he is but right. wally is like limited well he was limited now he's like god form yeah really i like close. the joke they went with but they could have taken it farther by having him like speed eat three of them because they're just like because he even makes this the joke later that he's he's like a black hole for snacks he's a snack hole yeah and he makes that joke in both movies which i appreciate it is a berry line honestly yeah yeah but like it's funny though because he does he grabs a he grabs one of the hot dogs or wieners if you will and he puts it in his pocket and then he saves saves iris and he runs back to the job before you know before he breaks from the speed force he mm-hmm. runs back to the to the pet store and when everything catches up you know he had he broke the glass to get out i guess to you know right. he, to damage property just because he can and well <laughs> like i think the 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 store owner was 
convinced that it happened because this huge accident just happened like yeah you know yeah. something could have flown from that car and smashed into the window yeah she something see it yeah and it's, and it's, and it's so funny though because she's like what the fuck happened you know this guy i was interviewing was right in front of me and now he's in this dog pen feeding hot dogs to the dogs he's like yeah he says he says uh uh, in case of times of anxiety, I ke- always keep a meat treat in my pocket. Uh, these <laughs> poor little girls, you're okay now, aren't you? Or something like that. It's, and it's really so kind of cute and like, you know, quick thinking on his part. And maybe right. he did get the job and he definitely was not going to get the job <laughs> before yeah. it happened. <laughs> and I just, I love it. It is such a good Golden Barry Allen moment that fits fits ezra miller's character and i just love it it's so wonderful right it made me like ezra miller more because leaving the joss whedon version i did not like ezra miller as a flash i thought it was okay but the outfit was stupid the character's not right and the Zack snyder version feels right they did some really raunchy jokes with him too in the 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 josh joss movie anyhow like there's especially this one part where he runs and like to save uh diana from something that she didn't see coming or something and then he and he lands on top of her and and with his face in her chest and like super quick stands up oh god yeah and it's like i mean i don't know like like it didn't make barry seem like a creep it it just made him look clumsy but they were doing constantly doing stuff like that with with wonder woman in the movie like there's this part where aquaman is sitting on the lasso of truth and like oh yeah (laughs) i don't remember exactly his words but he calls her like a smoking hot mommy or something like that and it's like like you said like earlier you said there is like this uh, office inappropriate office humor kind of going on and it's just it's just bad and yeah another thing i just remember when you were saying that about the flash that i enjoyed was you get that taste of his speed that he's so fast he can turn back time because he does that twice in this film and the first time sets up that finale so well yeah. because you know they there's oh, that man. scene where they're trying to uh they're trying to resurrect superman because they face steppenwolf and they got their they got a beat down you know steppenwolf right. and the parademons you know it was a very tough fight the superheroes lost steppenwolf got a mother box i think something like that i mean they they beat him off they were able to push him back but he 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 succeeded in what he wanted to get and he was closer to you know pleasing dark side which we'll talk about that soon because they got that beat down they're they're like okay we can't do this without superman batman is like convinced that they need to bring superman back to life right and to do that you know, they had to do this weird process where they have to, you know... They're on the Kryptonian ship. And it's like, we gotta, we gotta touch the mother box or whatever, right at, at the right moment when it hits the water where Superman's in to, to revive him. He needs an electrical and, charge. Yeah, yeah. And and in the Joss version, it's just this, like, ridiculous, like, Barry runs in, he's just like, boop! And it's just like, yay! You know, it's whatever. And yeah. the, the Zack Snyder version... You know, it's the, it's the exact same. It's slow-mo, and it's just like, oh, it's so boring kind of when it's, you know, it's happening. It's just this weird ritual. But the box hits the water, and it goes in a little bit, and you're like, oh, he just fucked up. He wasn't, you know, he had to hit it right at the point of contact. That's what they oh. said. And then 
you know, and then Barry like enters that room and everything starts to go back in reverse. And it's just like, Oh shit. You know, it's like Barry's got time travel. You know, it's, it's really nice setup. And they do a really good job of even setting that part up too, because he mentions it when they're trying to work this. Yeah. That he, he can, when he does go that fast, things happen with time. So he was like, I don't like to do it because I don't want to fuck with time. Which I think is really setting up his movie, probably. Definitely, yeah, it is. And but it's so exciting because they they do that so well where like you get to the finale when the big big final scene is happening and every character except Batman in a way has a thing that they do that is integral to the and I guess Aquaman doesn't either. But it's integral to the to defeating the the, the final boss. Right. And, you know, it's like Superman, they bring Superman back. He beats the, all the Justice League up pretty much because he doesn't know right. what's going on. Lois Lane steps up and saves Batman's life because Batman was about to get incinerated. Right. And, you know, Superman, Lois fly away. And Justice League is like, oh, fuck. Well, we're screwed. Let's go fight Steppenwolf. Right. Without Superman. We have a, we have a like a tiny plan. We're going to hope that Superman comes. But, you know, whatever. That- that part was pretty much how it plays up in, in Justice League too. Uh, no, there wasn't a sequel uh, as well. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, when they actually get to the fight, that's where everything's just completely different. It's so yeah. so completely. Different. It's so weird. I mean, I don't remember the Joss version, but in the su- in the Snyder cut, again, every character has something they do. You know, it's like. Uh, cyborg's trying to power up into the mother boxes to like you know he, he's got this huge thing that he's got to do aquaman is uh, he's really just like the muscle he's just going around having a good time yeah yeah and it's the same thing with super or batman he doesn't really have anything he's doing once he breaks into it for them once he opens it up so that they can you know all the justice league can get in there he's just kind of going around just shooting people and taking out yeah guns yeah he's taking out like their weapons and yeah he's not gonna get in the fray with steppenwolf because he knows he'll die though he does in both movies try to sacrifice himself which is a very batman thing to do where he gets in there and they're supposed to stick to the plan something goes wrong and he figured it kind of would that's the that's the expression at least i get from ben affleck in in both movies he knew that it would go wrong and he's you know he's just gonna go out in a blaze of glory and then all the heroes come in and and start backing him up that happens in both movies and i did appreciate it like that's that's the moment where they become a team and it's nice and it's just beautiful but again like him and aquaman they don't really do much but punch things sure and i guess it's the same with wonder woman but her big thing her integral contribution to the fight is she's the one fighting steppenwolf it's her versus him yeah, and because it's great. she's because she's a demigod, so she's the only one capable of it. Yeah, yeah, and it is so good. Like it's, it's really such good. a good fight between them. Much better than the the Joss cut that I remember. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Barry's thing is he's got to activate the mother boxes or something. He's got to go in there. He's got to do shit. He's so for Victor to actually get inside the box, he needs Barry's oh, energy right. so he can meld with it. So it's pretty much the same thing as the the Superman uh, revival scene. Yeah, he's, Barry's got to give him that push in there. But before Barry's able to work up to the speed he needs to to give Victor that push, he gets shot. 
I know it's awesome. I, no, it's not awesome that Flash gets shot, but I mean, what no. hit this scene? It's a great so scene. Yeah. yeah, it's a very entertaining scene where it's just like, oh shit, that that's the crux of their plan. It's just failed, and and what happens is like, you know, the portal the portal opens to Darkseid's world, and you know, you see Darkseid, you see all of his you know his generals around him, his his war leaders. And, like, it's just like, oh, shit, here comes Darkseid. You know, the heroes are like, well, we just fucked up. You know, the mother boxes have to, like, activate. And when they activate, they, like, destroy the world, kind of. They make it barren, I guess. And that happens. And, you know, again, Barry's been hurt. He's he's bleeding. And he, he has super healing. But at the same time, right? he's, you know, he's very tired. He's been using a lot of it, a lot of his energy. And the world explodes. And like as it's erupting and coming to Barry, he enters that super speed and pushes everything back in time, and it's so fucking yeah. awesome. But what really, what I thought was really awesome was when he did that. You know, he he saved the day, and then Cyborg is able to save the day, and then after Cyborg saves the day, you know, there's Superman. Superman get, comes in, he beats Steppenwolf to smithereens, and it's fucking awesome. It is. And awesome. then he tosses, <laughs> he punches Steppenwolf. And Steppenwolf is flying back into the portal, and then Wonder Woman just leaps up and chops his fucking head off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that so I did enjoy that in slow motion. That was good use of slow motion because they oh, chop yeah. it down, and so on the other side of the portal, you got—I don't remember what his one lackey's name is, but like the 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 vizier kind of got okay. Desad, is that right? Yeah. There's Darkseid, and then Granny Goodness, and all her glory or whatever oh, yeah. it is oh man whoever they got to do it good look i love it yeah she looked great. um she did look good anyways <laughs> they don't they don't really say anything during especially during this part they're just kind of watching because uh steppenwolf's been disgraced and he yeah. uh we'll talk i'm sure i i kind of do want to talk about that a little bit more because he yeah. also was as a main villain underutilized in uh justice league yeah anyhow they're all looking, just walk, watching with disapproval. Very new gods aura coming from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the head gets chopped off. It rolls in and the portal closes because Victor did whatever he needed to do with the mother box. And yeah. they're just standing there. And uh, Desaad is like, Steppenwolf has failed. I told you so. And I really thought he was going to get smacked (laughs) (laughs) but that didn't happen but like dark side was not surprised that he no and it's like it's really it's so funny too because like the head rolls through the portal and dark side just like puts his foot on it and stops it and then crushes one of the horns off of it it's just like oh shit it's good shit it's good shit (laughs) he just he just crushed his uncle's head that's his uncle okay I, yeah. yeah, I guess I don't, I don't, I didn't really know Steppenwolf really. Yeah, Steppenwolf, and I mean, let's just talk his backstory because, as yeah, you said, it's I do one of the huge differences. Why don't, actually, why don't you explain what, what his uh, backstory was for the Justice League? Okay, yeah, that's a good setup. So, in Justice League, he arrives on Earth via Boom Tomb. So, I think, honestly, to talk about this, I need to talk about the difference in the Amazon scenes because it is. Mm-hmm important to to the difference so they both have that scene where he shows up there and they try to fight but you know they can't and so they try they get the mother box out of there and then the hammers 
are swung and hit the pillars and that seals it up in snyder cut that seals it up and then it falls into the ocean good idea uh, that's the best you can do. I, I that is I I don't know why any ancient technological person would think they could do better than that. <laughs> However, in Justice League, it does not fall into the sea, and he just uses his axe to cut through, like laser cut, like a, as if the axe is a um, lightsaber to get out of <laughs> the side of these stones, and then he goes after them so not as an effective as a a dungeon which kind of undersells the ingenuity of the amazons hated that when in the justice league he just beams in with the boom tube that is the first point that the mother box wakes up and the snyder cut it wakes up all three of them wake up and everybody's concerned about especially the amazons and then it starts shaking worse and that's when steppenwolf shows up but he just it just cracks like the queen hippolyta i believe is is the name yeah she comes in and she says is everything the same in just in justice league and they're like yes the box still sleeps and then it just randomly wakes up (laughs) where hippolyta comes in the snyder cut because it has woken up after thousands of years Mm -hmm. and so the setup is just so much better just in general to get steppenwolf there and i think it was a great disservice to the amazon cast because they didn't focus on a single one of those amazons in the justice league just hippolyta and like they they you know they all had this big long heroic death scene and I thought it was well worth the time spent because that those warrior women are awesome. And they were being like, you know, they were being actual strong women characters. It was the best use of women characters in both movies, honestly. So that was a huge disservice. I did want to say that was a bad cut on Joss Whedon's part. So in Justice League, though, Steppenwolf, he is disgraced, but he's been going around the universe for thousands of years and conquering worlds by himself but conquering them for dark side yes for dark side but that's not really mentioned until later it's kind of just like a footnote line that he gives real quick i'm gonna just look at the casting who plays steppenwolf i knew it earlier it's uh kyron hines i believe that's how you say his name and he does a great job i think in both movies really but you're so disappointed with how he's used in justice league that it doesn't shine through, unfortunately. But he's really good in Snyder Cut. Yeah. Really good. And there are some subtle differences, probably because of, of reshot shoots and stuff. But Steppenwolf, he's there to take over the world. You know, yes. He's trying to prove... He's just trying to prove to Darkseid that he's worth coming back to his place among the gods. That's it. That's that's really that's really just it, and he's trying to gather the mother box to do so. It made it seem like there's mother boxes on all the worlds, kind of. He's not very emotional in in the uh, the no. Justice League. You know, he's just very one note, bland CGI villain that like you know he has a hammer that's kind of cool. He's got horns that's kind of funny. Good example of what you're talking about is in Justice League when he's interrogating those scientists that he abducted. The janitor guy says, actually, I think they gave this line to Cyrus. He says, these people all have families. 
And he says, why do people keep on telling me that? Yeah. In the Zack Snyder verse, I think it's a different character once again who says, I have a family. And he says, then that is a weakness. Yeah. It just rang out so much stronger, really, uh, of how he is mm. cultured, how like how his people think. Yeah. It, it's it's definitely just more menacing yeah. and then giving him that that extra backstory with oh, dark yeah. side that we see that you know as you mentioned that disgrace where he, you you get to see that right. he's disgraced he reaches out to the sod and there's there's a moment where uh, steppenwolf discovers the anti-life equation right. is on earth and it's something that you know it's a MacGuffin that dark side has been looking for for you know right. eons Steppenwolf discovers it and he's like, oh, this will bring me out of the disgrace right. that I'm in. This will bring me back into my, my nephew's good graces. And he reaches out to Desaad and Desaad's like, no, you have to dis- uh, you have to get like 1,000 worlds. 100,000 for- worlds, I think it was. 100,000, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's like you got to get so many worlds for Darkseid and then Earth is but one, even if it does have this right. MacGuffin that Darkseid's after. You just get this nice little... It's not a heart, but you, you get yeah, emotion. He's an actual character. Yeah. And he's not like doing this just because he likes going around taking over worlds, which is kind of the feeling that you get in the first movie. But in this one, he's doing it with the reason of, I just want to go back home. It's been eons since I've been home. Yeah. And I was just trying to look up who played Dark Side. So I'm not finding who voiced played rather granny goodness but desaad was done by peter guinness which i get i mean it, he did have a very recognizable voice just you know the character is entirely cgi so i did not recognize and dark side is voiced by ray porter and uh, yeah they did a great job that like they nice feel like enough. the characters so i guess they did not use their body for the the cgi nappy uh, at least at least it just credits them for voice oh i did want to mention one other difference between steppenwolf in uh, the movie and that is his armor so it, just like the character design in general in the snyder cut he's he's much more animalistic looking and uh he even has like two thumbs and four fingers and or maybe even five fingers and some of the fingers are longer than others and it, it changes the way he grips the axe and it, it's some really cool stuff and like his armor is like this this mirror plated like shifting alive thing which kind of feels like what they describe sometimes in the comics uh of, of like uh nth metal anyways anyhow when he when dark side shows up through that same device that we were talking about he does take the armor down and kneel to his nephew and like you get to see all his flesh and stuff and know that the armor is just armor and then it you know pops slowly shifts back up and that's pretty cool i i think it's a a good choice and it works for the movie and it makes him feel more alien but they definitely did the more greco roman slash i don't know maybe even viking thrown in there look for his armor like a more based in earth uh lore he had like the leather skirt thing but it was all one tone kind of it wasn't animated extremely well but i liked the design i think a little bit better uh just because 
I don't know, in the comics anyways, they all kind of have that that feel. You know, that the, they're gods. They've been around for forever. And yeah. so it kind of works when they look like the legend that we're familiar yeah. with gods. Like they yeah, inspired exactly. us. Yeah, yeah. I like and I, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was that one particular choice was better. But overall, I think the performance of Steppenwolf was better in that second movie. And the animalistic choices were, were pretty cool. But I... I do like that armor. And they did go pretty traditional with Darkseid and Granny Goodness. So, you know, if they're going to go pretty traditional with them, why not go traditional with Darkseid? I don't know. Well, I, excuse me, Steppenwolf. But yeah. I still liked the new choice. So, you know, kudos yeah. to those animators. It looked pretty cool. And I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm like overlooking something that I, in my notes that I wanted to talk sure. about, but... I have to go to the bathroom, so I say let's tear down the wall and uh, give our closing statements. Good enough reason. Good enough reason. So. So, yeah, we're back. We're back again. It's time to uh, yeah. talk our, our closing, closing statements on statements. the film. So, who wants uh, to go first? I can go ahead. I will give the uh, the Snyder Cut three stars out That's of four. That's pretty fair. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna grade the, the Justice version until I'm able to rewatch sure. it and when we review that. But I will say that the Snyder Cut is way much, so much better. Right. When when Henry Cavill, I think Henry, there was a moment where Henry Cavill was like streaming a video game and he was just like, release the Snyder Cut. And that's when it started to gain wide attention and everything. I was like, I don't know if that's necessary. You know, right. it's just like, we had a film. It's like, let's let's call it good. I didn't realize that the whole thing was already Right, filmed. yeah. It's a completely different movie. Like, it's, it's basically the same yeah. story, but... Yeah. It's told completely differently. And I 100% appreciated Cyborg's yeah. vision so much yeah. more. There's there's a lot more focus on Cyborg. Cyborg is built tremendously well. He's a great character. All of the all of the Justice League are given more in this version than they are in the in the the yeah, Whedon cut. For sure. That's so much easier to say than Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's I didn't hate Joss right. Whedon's version, but I didn't like it either. I really like Zack Snyder's. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Man of Steel film. Batman v Superman had some fun scenes, but I wasn't right. thrilled. I I was thrilled by yeah, Snyder it was cut. awesome. It was entertaining. Yeah, it felt like a great comic book movie. It felt like a good, you know. It's like all right, we're gonna try to fix this universe, and it's like okay, I'm on board. You know, I think we I think we had a good start here. If, if you know, if we replace Whedon's cut with the Snyder cut, I think the universe is mending itself. Yeah. I, so, you know, I understand that you have problems with that Man of Steel movie, but I I do think that it was honestly like that there's definitely a lot of symbolism things that I didn't feel like were necessary. Uh, and we'll definitely talk about that sometime in our life, I'm sure. I think Snyder cut was necessary because now we know how much of a performance that all these characters gave and just were just shat on yeah but particularly ray fisher actually gets a fucking performance in this movie you still got more of everybody yeah, else and it's great in in justice league like there definitely were some cut scenes for jason momoa but they also felt like they weren't super necessary, like some of the scenes in Atl- Atlantis. They really aren't even... Yeah. I think there was really 
maybe a minute or two more footage anyways. But for Ezra Miller and Gal Gadot, there's definitely better stories and, and performances in the Snyder Cut. But my God, they really took out Ray Fisher out of that movie. And and then they added some campy stuff yeah. to try to make him a fun, likable character. Which I will say one thing is that it, it reminded me more of the cyborg from the Teen Titans, which is my main exposure to Cyborg, than in the Snyder Cut. But the story's just so much better, and I can see Ray Fisher, who at the time was still dealing with a very tragic event in his life, being his Victor Stone character, makes just so much sense that he was kind of broody throughout the film. And I could see, though, that Ray Fisher becoming a more light, jovial, joking person later in this yeah. in this movie series that yeah, could have he felt happened. yeah he felt very almost mechanical because you know he's still learning right. to be what he is to be this cyborg right. of human and robot and i agree with you i think as as he goes along i think more of his humanity will come right. back to him exactly but in the snyder cut yeah. it definitely felt right where he should be you know he's still in the right. origin of his story he's still learning to be this he's angry with his father and... for doing it because he was yeah. honestly angry with his father before which you know like we've already gotten a couple different parents and their the superheroes and their parents stories in this universe like barry has a good relationship with his dad but his dad's in prison that's a pretty complex story that's awesome but however gal gadot her mother and her they still have a great respect for each other, but because of the way their society works, they can't see each other. Also sad and complicated, yeah. but in a different way that is not really relatable to us as the audience. And Henry Cavill, I mean, Clark Kent and the Kents, they're happy-go-lucky farm family. So we really haven't had like yeah. a super complicated, I'm not okay with what you did story between the parents and yeah. their superheroes and it's so integral to his his origin story that it was great and i feel i think i forgot that we took the wall down because <laughs> but <laughs> i don't think he gave anything away though hey, i mean you're just talking character backstory yeah you get a lot more and... of ray fisher and i i guess closing statement is what i was supposed to be doing i give this movie a face maybe even a face and a half i really do recommend it i thought it was great i, I mean it's so much better than what happened i don't think we would have gotten exactly this because of the producers at the time's opinion of the movie and partially why the movie yeah. changed so much i don't think we would have gotten exactly this because they gave him a lot of trust for this stream so it is kind of a bubble movie guys and, and those are rare so go yeah. go and watch the bubble movie it even though it's four hours long, it doesn't have to be. And I'm happy it got yeah. this because, you know, I'm all for creators being able to see their vision come oh, to yeah. fruition. I'm all on the creator's side because I want them to be able to tell the tale they yeah. want to. And we finally got to see that. And, you know, jo uh, Zack Snyder has finally got to deliver. It's got to be so personal yeah. for him. Such a cathartic moment to be able to finish this work, given everything that's happened yeah. throughout the process of making yeah. it. And yeah, I highly recommend it. You know, as I said, three stars, go yeah. see it.
Fuck yeah. Wonderful. Except you can stop when the word epilogue appears on the screen. Just <laughs> yeah, that's that's his opinion. I honestly enjoyed it, but yes, I still at the same point agree with him because uh and i'm sorry i'm addressing the audience and not you greg but (laughs) i i I enjoyed watching it but it is trying to set up a movie that's probably never gonna happen i mean movies that are never gonna happen you know the batman or the ben affleck batman is just it's gone it's trashed it's not gonna happen again and that's all right i think i mean i like the idea of it but i also I'm not a huge Ben Affleck Batman fan. He does. He does. I think job, he does a really good Bruce. He's not the greatest cast. I like choice. his Bruce. Yeah, but that chin when you put it in the cowl, like who the fuck is fooled by Batman? It makes no sense. Is that Bruce you, Wayne's Bruce? face is everywhere, and it's like, well, look at that chin. That's Ben Affleck's chin right there. You know, it's like you put it in anything, I'm gonna recognize that it's Ben Affleck's fucking chin. Like, <laughs> it makes no oh, sense. Man. And then his his. His Bruce Wayne or his Batman voice is just like a voice modulator, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. come on, just actually do something yeah. to your voice. I like, know. I mean, people people shit all over Christian Bale, and it's like the one thing he did right was the voice, and it's like I'm tired of people being like, his voice is unrecognizable. It's so stupid. It's like it's Batman. He has a gravelly voice when he's Batman. Yeah. yeah. Like, Though I do like the very subtle difference that uh, oh, I'm gonna say his name right. The animated Batman gives when he becomes Bruce. It's, Kevin it's very subtle, but the the demeanor of Batman to the demeanor of Bruce is so drastically diff- drastically yeah. different, and that's partially because well, of yeah, the animation there's, too. There's so. hands down, there's no better Batman out there than Kevin Conroy. That's right. Like he is, he is the best. I mean. I say better Batman. I mean better overall yeah. character of Batman yeah. and Bruce Wayne. Kevin Conroy Definitely. kills it. But when it comes to best Batman that we've seen live action, I personally think Christian Bale is the best Batman. And I would say that Michael Keaton is the best, uh, second best, as well as the best Bruce yeah. Wayne. I really love Yeah, he Michael ties Keaton with, with Ben, you think? Or with Clooney. No, I don't think Ben's a good... Yeah, I, don't, I really just don't like... I think the one thing I really enjoyed of Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne is in Batman v Superman. There's that moment where, you know, he sees the fight between uh, Superman and General Zod and he runs into the falling buildings to like save this girl's life. That was a really great Bruce Wayne moment. I was like, yep, that's Batman right there. And I guess he makes a decent Bruce Wayne. It's just you don't see enough of Bruce Wayne not around superheroes in this film. That is you do in batman v soups but i yeah i don't know i I, he grew on me in the snyder cut for sure uh i i would be happy to see him do do the role again i would but it sounds like we're gonna get michael keaton yeah (laughs) that's that's crazy but anyhow yeah i think we talked about the movie man i i think we did it go out it's on hbo max it's it's there go check it out segmented in the parts so you know don't let the four hours daunt you you can stop after you know one hour a day that's right yeah the, they got title cards it's it's great yeah it really works that way like otherwise i wouldn't i don't think i would have appreciated that it was a, a four-hour movie in fact they even put these little diamonds on time signature as it goes by uh oh. yeah if you like you know toggle your switch or whatever it will show you these little diamonds where the, the title cards for the different parts are. And that's yeah, nice. I, I, it pretty well thought out that's on uh, HBO Max's part. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. But yeah, check it out. I've been the green traveler. <laughs> and I am the faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night.
Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.